Welcome to another episode of Stoop Stories. I want to start by saying thank you for tuning in and uh, you know, giving us a piece of your time. You know, that's really valuable and we don't take that lightly. So I wanted to start this episode out by saying thank you for tuning in to Stoop Stories. Yep, thank you so much. And um, today I'll have LeDrew uh, frame what we want to talk about, but, you know, I think it'll... I mean, the hope here is that every time you guys tune in, you take away something that impacts your life positively. And today is no different. We're hoping to give you some tips, some jewels, some knowledge that you can take back and implement it into your life and create change. Yes, indeed. And I believe, well, I believe that if you're listening, you too believe that Southwind is most definitely up to something. Mm-hmm. And since that's the case, today we are going to give the Southwind success formula. We're not like SpongeBob and the guys to, to where we hoard the Krabby Patty recipe. We're going to actually give away the Southwind success formula. And uh, this formula, you actually made up. I did. And delivered in our meeting on Monday. Yep. Okay. So here's the formula. Um, there are four components. So each makes up 25%. Um, evolve, step one. Strategize, step two. Focus, step three, and execute is the fourth step. Yes, sir. Yeah, so when I was thinking about what makes us successful, and then I thought about what makes people successful, and I and I just took into account all the things that I've experienced in my 37 years on earth, all the things that I've experienced from running a business or businesses over the last 15 years, all the people that I've come across, and the information I've gathered led me to this four like four I, I would I guess four quadrants of success for Southwind. And I think it's important that we just break down each one of them. So let's start with the first the you know the first quadrant here, which is uh, evolution or evolving. And when I think about evolution in a business sense, I think about consistently adapting to change because our environments they change rapidly. We had last year, the coronavirus, and then there's there's every year there's something new that happens that requires us to evolve and create change so we can adapt and move forward. And it's such an essential part of being a good leader and an essential part of winning. You know, for instance, if we put use a sports analogy, all right, we watched the Super Bowl at the beginning of the month, right, and you had uh, the Buccaneers who were blitzing Patrick Mahomes and knocking his ass out, right? So if evolution is a key component to my life, I have to evolve to the fact that they're coming from the outside and I'm going to either bring more people in to stay in and block or I'm going to decide how our blocking scheme is going to be different. That's an evolutionary step that allows me to win. I could also do nothing and get my, 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 my block knocked off. 100%. You know, uh, I will go to the other end of the spectrum. You talked about a business standpoint and evolution. I'll talk about personal evolution and personal development and how you actually must evolve personally in order for the business to be good. Right. Because if you yourself are in a bad spot, you know, it spills over into the business. Absolutely. So from a personal standpoint, what are you doing to evolve? Because if you choose to stay the same, the world around you is changing. The people around you 
are changing. I was uh, actually at dinner uh, with my wife last night and, um, you know, I was explaining how we're both going to be different to be married to in five years because uh, she was wondering why I don't help out around the house. I've been talking to you about the dishes for quite some time, right? right? And, and I was telling her, you know, I just don't like doing the, <laughs> the dishes. And, and I'll probably start when you start bitching me out more about it. <laughs> because if you notice, like, I actually do the things that you bitch. And she says, well, I don't want to be, you know, a bitch. And I don't want you to go to work and tell everybody that yada, yada. But one day she's going to evolve and actually start bitching me out about the dishes. And then guess what happens? You'll do the dishes. I'll do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's super simple. So what are you going to, what information are you going to get from your environment that says, hey, I need to evolve in order to get the, the desired output from myself and others, you know, because yeah. your environment will give you information that says, hey, if you don't change your approach to this, you're going to get left behind. Hey, if you're not investing in yourself every single day to the point where you're making your body do things that it doesn't want to do, you know, for example, I just, um, I started getting up 10 minutes earlier than I, than I was before because I started getting comfortable at the time I was waking up. So I said, man, this is getting too easy. And then I, I so I, pushed it up another 10 minutes and truth be told it's actually still easy. So I might do another five, right? You have to, you have to evolve, make your body do things that it doesn't want to do. Um, read more books, feed yourself more information and, and take on what your environment's telling you and change. So if you're, uh, you know, listen to, listening to this and you're not getting the desired output from someone, change the strategy in which you are, um, you know, approaching that person. Well, if you're not getting the desired output out of life, for instance, you have to change what you're doing. You have to evolve to the current circumstances to allow you to get the necessary output. When I look at when I was 20, 23 years old, running my first business, and I thought at the time, you know, I knew a lot and I was, you know, we're just talking, I mean, that business did $400,000. I mean, that was nothing. I mean, on the big scheme of things and what we're able to do at this point. And I thought about, I think back to what I did every single day, what time I showed up, what time I went home. Uh, if, I, if I was to tell you those times, well, I showed up at like 6.50 or 6.55, and I went home around 4 or 5 o'clock, you know, based on whenever the jobs were getting done or whenever I read, was ready to go home. I didn't focus a lot on preparation. I didn't focus a lot on... Like, I, I very much just walked into the day and caught it how it was, which led me to the results that I was achieving at that time, which is revenue growth that I wasn't proud of. And then I think about where we are today and what it takes from a leadership perspective in order to be successful. And I think about how early I have to wake up or how late I have to be in tune with the business, even if I'm not here, the thoughts I'm having to you know, think about in order to be prepared for the next day. That's an evolutionary process. And the business or your life will kind of show you what's necessary to be done, and then it's up to you to, to do it or not, right? Yeah, so what I hear you saying is, you know, if you're listening, are you willing to evolve and make the necessary sacrifices to get what you want out of life? Because truth be told, everything's on the table, and yeah. everything is actually possible. You just have to evolve to get it and be willing to sacrifice what is necessary uh, to get the desired uh, result. Well, there's, there's always two choices, right? You could not do it. You know, like... Absolutely. You could not... There is a large amount of people 
who choose not to evolve. They choose to just wake up and live every day the exact same way they lived the day before. Eat the same food, drink the same drink, live the same life. Okay, let me ask you a question. What's the last book or current book that you're reading? Um, I'm reading Post-Corona right now by Scott Galloway. Okay, how have you evolved since absorbing that information? Mm, Man, I really don't like that book, to be honest with you. But uh, how have I evolved? I just... It's more information. It's made me think about uh, post-corona differently. Yeah. And really, it's right now at the point of the book, it's about the like the big tech players, the four big tech players, and how they're shaping the world around us and uh, helping me understand like where it's this author, Scott Galloway, where he believes life is going to shift to. So at, in, at the end of the day, it's, it's hypothetical because it hasn't happened yet. But it definitely gives me insight into a different world that I wasn't aware of. Yeah, preparing you for the evolution to come. Yeah, for sure. Because it's coming. Well, think about it. Post-corona. Corona's still going on. Yeah. So I'm thinking about how we need to evolve to stay ahead of the curve, right? That's good. You're seeking information so that we evolve uh, appropriately to where we want to go. So let's talk about strategy. You know, you said think critically about the most, the highest impact activity and create an OKR or a plan to achieve that objective. When you think about strategy, um, yeah. So it's safe to say, that. just because everybody's not looking at the sheet, number two, quadrant two is strategy. Yes, okay, we start with evolution. Next one, strategy. And I, what I, what I wanted to remind when I was building this, I wanted to remind everybody. We ask everybody in our organization to build an OKR, and I wanted to remind them that that's not homework. It's actually helping them create a strategy for their week. And you can also state that goal setting is a strategy exercise. It helps you look forward and determine what you're trying to achieve. Because if you don't have a path, any way will get you there. Is that right? Yes, indeed. So, um, you know, ultimately we want to look at strategy as an opportunity to get what you want out of life. And so what I would ask the listeners today to do is to be clear with what they want out of life. Come up with what objective they're trying to achieve and then uh, come up with some ways that they're going to get it. And that can be a strategy. It's simple as that. And it doesn't have to be some kind of altruistic, uh, oh, I just want the world to be have peace and love. and like It could be, I want the new Jordans, all right? I don't even know if there are some new Jordans right now, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming there are. There probably are. Okay? <laughs> I want the new Jordans. And I don't have any money right now. So I know the new Jordans cost $220. I have a job right now. I need all those dollars that I currently get from my job to pay my bills. So I need to find $220 extra dollars. So the first thing I'm going to do is recognize the fact that my time, every time I work, I get paid. So I'm going to try to either work an extra hour each day, which if I'm making 15 bucks an hour... Um, You know, and I work, or just, you know, if I'm working 15 bucks an hour and I work over a two week time, 10 more days, how much money? And I worked only one extra hour, how much money did I get? Nate, how much money is that? 150 bucks. 150. I'm halfway there, right? So that's one extra hour each day. But so, like, that could be a key result. Work, Work one extra hour each day. Or, second, go talk to my leadership team and ask what I can do to create more value. So I can be seen as somebody worthy of an increase in pay. Yes, yep. Okay, yeah. 
And then uh, the third thing I could do is look at my current expenses and see if there's anything I can save or not do that can help me get more money so I can buy these Jordans. So, like, it's just like that. Simple as that. I don't care what the objective is. I want you to know that if you're listening today and you follow this process, it doesn't matter what you want to accomplish. Everything's possible. We simply have to create strategy first. Okay? Yeah. The execution comes later, which we'll talk about. Yeah, it's funny, man. You, you'll find people make the most innovative strategies to do the wrong things. You know what I mean? And if we were to use that same skill and put it towards things that are actually beneficial to us, we, we actually get what we want out of life. So I think a great question to ask uh, yourself, your leaders, is what's the strategy for, for the day? What's the strategy for the year? Because I want to know how I fit in. And the strategy that Southwind have, that is, that is uh, mapped out. Man, I like that strategy because it leaves yeah. a lot of room for anybody who wants to lead to fit into it. Um, but it's extremely rigorous, and it, and it requests a lot of you. Uh, you have to actually evolve and strategize to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, I think the first thing's first. Like, you have to actually have a plan with your life. You can't live your—we talked about not evolving, right, like this other portion of it. I, my, I would venture to guess those people who are choosing not to evolve, they also don't have a plan. Yeah. Yeah, so right. then I, I would call it strategic evolving because nonetheless, you're going to evolve. And I think that's what the post-corona is probably yeah. telling you. Hey, you're either going to turn into a zombie or a robot or you'll actually be a person post-corona. And that's actually the, the case right now. And real people have plans. If you walk up to somebody and say, hey, what's your plan for the day? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Run, force, run. Any plan's a good plan. Any idea is a good idea. Any road will get them nowhere because that's where the plan is to go. Uh, but if you walk up to someone and say, hey, what's your plan? And say, man, I can get behind that plan. Let, can I team up with you and, and help you execute? Look, let me show you my plan. Here's mine. It parallels with yours, yeah. right? You want to you team up and get this thing done together? The most successful people I know, the people who have sold businesses for millions of dollars, the most successful people I know are the most well-organized when it comes to planning. I could show you their goal setting that they've shared with me and how they look at their life. And the people on this that are listening right now would be shocked at the level of rigor. Matter of fact, I don't know if I've ever showed you, but I'll show you what it looks like here because uh, it's pretty impressive. The way that they look and measure everything as far as like, what percentage am I at this moment of achieving my goal, <laughs> you know, like, and they broke it down to very small measurable pieces. So I mean, strategy is super important. I asked Jeff Sims, who's our resident coach here uh, and, and runs You Move Me, I said, hey, Jeff, you ever walked into a game without a uh, strategy? And if so, what happened? And he said, well, we're going to lose first off. And then everybody's going to turn on each other because it, nothing becomes about the team. It's all about what am I going to do? I need to get off. Hey, throw me the ball. Uh, and so that's an important thing for us to understand is without strategy, loss comes yeah. shortly after. Yeah, and, and even with strategy, uh, you're sure to run into obstacles. So you need to focus, and that's step three, the third quadrant. Yeah. Focus. Um, remove yourself from distraction. I really love that comment that you said there. Um, 
Remove yourself from distraction. Don't invite distraction into your life. Yeah. Over to the house. Hey, come on over, distraction. Come on over, Les. Let's hang out. <laughs> yeah, idle hands. The yeah, man. Playground, right? um, create an environment for yourself to see the obstacle clearly. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so when I think about focus, I, 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 I'm aware of the fact that it's hard to come by. And there's tons of distractions in our life. Our phone's a distraction. Our friends can be a distraction. But I think human beings need time to think. Bob Iger st- doesn't, Bob Iger, the, pre- the chairman of uh, Disney, old CEO of Disney, states that he has a whole hour of his day where he has no distractions because he just needs time to think. And, that, and I've heard several other leaders say the same. Tim Cook says the same thing, and he currently runs Apple. So creating an environment that removes you from distraction, you could use meditation as, as a way to do it. But I, I don't think enough people take enough time to sit there and just think. You know, I think that uh, when, I, when I'm focused on something or if I want to accomplish something, what I know I can't do is have a ton of distractions. Like if I'm trying to build a process or I'm trying to, you know, build out content, I need it perfectly quiet, quiet and I need to focus on what I'm doing. Um, and I think it's just such an important, it's just such an important attribute of a successful person, their ability to have laser-like focus and hone in on what needs to be accomplished and get shit done. Because a lot of times, what we end up doing is poor work. And we do poor work because we start, somebody interrupts us, it takes us 25 minutes to then refocus, and the same thing we're going to do takes way longer, and the work's shoddy. Because have you ever been in the zone doing something before? Absolutely. And then you get disrupted, and you, da- you damn near have to stop doing it for a while before you can get back into the zone. Uh, I just think that focus is just a, I know that, focus is a very important part of life. And I think people feel like, oh, you know, I'm busy and I, and I don't have time for that. I, you have to make time to quiet your mind so you can truly think about what's important and what you want to accomplish. And I think the focus will help you with the strategy. Yep, yep. You um, integrated a quiet time here at the office. Yep. Really appreciate and enjoy that time. You know, I want to encourage the listeners to think about something in your environment that has the ability to create a distraction for you and provide a solution to it. And then to also make sure your phone is not being that distraction. One of the strategies I use is I look at my screen time at where I spend my time uh, every week and I'm, I, I allow myself, well, I tell myself what app has to be at the top. And even more so when I am on YouTube, I'm actually listening to lectures or, or something of that nature that's helping me get better. So I'm not just watching uh, the latest video yeah. on YouTube. So, you know, or a TikTok. Or even TikTok. Like my TikTok <laughs> quotes, uh, or I'm sorry, what I follow is like wisdom quotes and mindset things uh, and things know, of that nature. Bust it. And, and is that t- on there? Well, it is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I told you, I said, if you ever hear bust it, Coming out of my speaker, come get me, man. I'm, getting, <laughs> I'm, in, I got, trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I, they caught me. Somehow. I need help. I need help, man. I'm supposed to be looking at wisdom stuff, and I hear busted and I, yeah, it's intriguing <laughs> sometimes, right? So, come get your boy, man. I need help. I'm, I'm still, I'm just, I'm just a person. But you know, identify where are you spending your time. Look at that screen time breakdown every week, and decide what you want to be at the top. Yeah, let me, let me look at mine. You, you know, see, I, see, what I, would you need, guess that mine was at the top right I, now? I, I, I'd, Audible. Let me see here. Screen time. Q1. 
Keep talking. I'll find uh, it. We'll I would say I would say text message. We we communicate a lot through text message. That's going to be at the top. I think Audible is going to be at the top. Um, oh, there it is, right there. Yeah. You're gonna have some TikTok on there. Uh, email <laughs> is gonna be at the top, right? Yep. You know, so identify like you know, so like what I do. I mean, I want, you know, uh, TikTok, Instagram, none of that stuff like that can be higher than my email, my Audible, etc. Yeah, messages and, and Gmail are the two highest. On yeah, my. yeah, and and I even know when I'm using um, TikTok or something like. that. I only use TikTok around. for 20 minutes last week, by the way. Just yeah, heads up. that's awesome. No bust it for my man, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> He's serious, man. You stay focused, which allows you to my notes, execute my no- at a note high level. section's really high. Notes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yep. I use, uh, yeah, I want to step my, I want, I want my note section to be high. If a CEO has a high note section, I want mine to be high. So I'm going to start using my computer less and my phone more yeah. for notes, man, because uh, you're up to something. And, and you execute at a high level, which is the fourth quadrant and component of the Southwind success strategy. So, you know, I, I read a quote in a book that stuck with me forever. And it says, it actually doesn't matter what you know. It matters what you can execute. Mm-hmm. Tell me about execution. Who was that, Peter Drucker? Uh, I, I feel like it was John Doerr. Okay. Um, I could be wrong what, about that. So, uh, So you said... Tell me what I execute. What was it? No, no, no. T- uh, tell me about execution. Okay. What does it mean to yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's what it means to me is actually doing doing the job. I, I put in here like, I think a lot of people go home when the works when there's still work to be done. So to me, execution is always about getting work done. And I think there's, uh, you know, I put it at last because I think all those things have to come first. I think evolution has to create the strategy. You have to focus on what you want to build, and then you want to execute that plan, and then you want to be tireless with your execution. You have all of these distractions. There's all of this, all these reasons to leave the work undone, and I think the best people in the world don't leave until the job is done. All I right? agree with that. And I think that it's easy to get up and do just enough and do it good enough. But in my opinion, there's only one way to do it. It's the right way. It's doing it all the way, the right way, and then you leave. So when I when I think about execution, I think about like having a key objective, what you're trying to accomplish, and just like doing it, just finishing doing it. it. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite thing in the world is, you know, setting an OKR or seeing, or, you know, OKRs that have been set and seeing whether the objective component is actually finished or not, complete or not, seeing if the key results were actually done. Yeah. Um, because all that matters is execution. And once you have strategized, which is step two, you actually remove any excuse from the lack of execution yeah. because the plan is there. All you have to do is follow through with the plan. Yeah, execution's really hard to do. I, and I know that because when we ask all of our teammates to build OKRs and I see consistently that we're missing on what we're trying to accomplish. Now, I'm grateful that we're having some ambitious goals, but I I realize that a lot of times we're not achieving what we're trying to achieve. Um, And then we don't ever follow back up and like do it again the next week. A lot of times we missed and then we got more onto something brand new the next week. Like, let's try again. Um, I think that carrying over, if you don't accomplish something the first week, I think it's okay. 
but just giving up on it, I don't ever believe it's okay. Being hardworking and being willing to like see your vision all the way through is what separates the winners and the losers, man. Like, like everybody, ha- everybody can come up with an idea or point something out that's wrong. That's easy to do. The person who can see what's wrong or recognize the idea, cultivate it, and then see it all the way to the end and execute the plan, like that's what winners do. And I think it's easy to be like, oh, you know, that's this, and and I'm and then I'm forget I forgot about it. I'm on to something else, you know. Like have a lot of things up in the, I call it the shiny objects. Lots of shiny objects. No hard, solid workbench. Let's get the shit done. That's kind of how I look at, um, you know, really leadership. In in my opinion, is helping other people execute. You know, because a lot of times they need these things we call nudges. Yeah, I was talking to Casey Brown and Andre uh, Batito, and we had a meeting. And the whole premise of the meeting was, how do you nudge somebody to help them win? Because, like, everybody gets caught, stuck, or demotivated by life. And so you have to have good leaders in your corner that can nudge you to help you execute your plan. Yeah. And, and there's no shame in that. Yeah. There's no shame in saying, hey, LeDrew, I know you said you were going to do these three things. I haven't got them yet. Uh, do you do you need my help? <laughs> yeah. You know? And and you said it there. You actually can't nudge unless there's a plan in place because there's nothing to nudge. Yeah. Right. So execution is the last component. You guys have heard it here first from Southwind HQ, the Southwind Success Formula. So before we get off the stoop and stay off and use it as a step, I'm going to name the Southwind Success Formula. Step number one is evolve. Number two is strategize. Three focus. Four, execute. Wonderful game plan to get off the stoop. All right, have a great day, guys.